Hello, Hello and, and welcome, welcome to Live from, from the, the Astro, SM58s and the Truth, a show, a show where you, you are, you the, are third the third person, person at, at the, the table, table. But, but you, you can't, can't talk, talk back, back or eat. <laughs> All right, we tried that. I'm Richard you, Parks. I'm David Weinberg. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, it's, it's... Adding an element of theatricality. Yeah. It's the proscenium through which you enter the Astro Diner mm -hmm. and you listen to us talk. Yeah. And we didn't really... I mean, not that we do, but we really just jumped right into recording today. Right, we hardly said hello. Yeah. All that you know about my week is that I watch two Tom <laughs> Hanks movies. <laughs> Richard Stemming's own personal Tom Hanks film festival. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say it. Sully is better than The Post. Whoa. Yeah, Sully is a really? better movie than The Post. Yes, huh. I think so. Do you think it's just The Post seems more relevant right now? More yeah, urgent? relevant in the aspect that it's in theater is yes. I mean, well, great performances. But isn't it about journalism? I have a surprise it, for you today. Uh, oh. Are you into surprises? Yeah, I love surprises. Hey, hi. how's it going? I'm Elizabeth. I know we met. Again, hi. <laughs> hey, how it's you been doing? a while. Yeah. It's only our second time meeting. Hi, 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 hi brother. Is this yeah. the surprise? Wait. Yeah. Nice. Um, awesome. I just saw an amazing spinach kind of scramble thing happening over there. Okay. I'm going to go powder my nose for the podcast, you know, BRB. Okay. <laughs> my sister's here. Wow, that's great. She texted me. I texted her because uh -huh. she's one of our listeners. And I said, "What do you want me to talk on that? To talk about on the Astro?" Mm. And she said, "Conscious hip hop from the '90s." Wow. And I was like, "I don't know enough about like that." Like conscious, like woke. I don't know. Mm. I, I just knew that I didn't know enough about it. And then she said, "Maybe it's time for a guest." And I was like, "Come on down." Fuck it, you're coming on the show. Yeah. I'm Sounds good to me. It was a nice surprise, but then she walked away, so back to Sully in the post. <laughs> gave me something and then took it away. <laughs> um, well, I mean, Sully, first of all, I told, actually I told my sister and my upstairs neighbor, our friend Chad, that I was going to watch Sully one mm -hmm. night. Um, I didn't get to it that night, but they were like, why would you watch that? And I felt like people were like throwing a lot of shade, but it's like, we all know the story of the guy who, you know, landed the plane in the Hudson River, but it's yeah. sort of about his moral quandary Okay. after. All right, oh, hi Liz, Sully. now you're back. Yeah, we're now talking I about Sully. Watch it, oh. But I did watch Anger Goes West, which made me feel better about my life, nice. shockingly. I don't know that movie. <laughs> what, what happens I think me? it's new. I watched it on my husband's computer, so I don't know. Did you I think, torrent it? Did you? I think that it might be a screener. I'm not sure. Mm. He's fancy like that. Nice. Wait, so because Ian's in the DGA? Yeah, but it's really annoying because did you know that he did this thing where he and his partner don't want to pay full dues to the DGA? <laughs> so, <laughs> so they, so they only have, give you certain screeners? No, so they have this like opt-out section where it's like you're in the DGA, but like you don't pay them that much money so you don't get screeners. <laughs> this is but, Hi, Elizabeth. How are you? Nice to meet you. You're nice famous to, to me you. because oh. I'm Richard's sister. Okay, I, I was gonna say I'm getting jealous, but not. <laughs> there are fun. other reasons to be jealous. Ah, okay, well, welcome to Astros. Thank you. It's only and my second time. Well, yeah. I had breakfast for dinner here a couple years ago. Oh, I wasn't here because I'm out no, at night. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I, aren't you sorry about it? I. <laughs> yes. I'm just kidding. I died without you, and I didn't Ooh. even know that you existed <laughs> yet. Now you know you can't live without me, huh? I can't. I All right, welcome I to Astros. Oh, terrible voice. No, you have a great, a great voice. voice. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So, do you want a menu? You know what I want to have is what that man over there is having that spinach. But if I take it away from him, he's gonna get mad at me. You know, Martha, you're too good. I don't put him in you're too short. You. I've been around few blacks. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm recovering from a cold. January has been a cruel mistress. So do I, honey. So yeah. you're not you know. in this case. I know. Everyone's got it going around. Impossible not to have. All but right. I'm fine now, and I'm glad you're fine too. 
So you just ordered. And she wants the uh, what he what the man is having. <laughs> well, let me let me go and check it out. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, Sunny, what is he having? A spinach omelet? Yeah. Oh, okay. You want a spinach omelet with fruit? Um, just the spinach omelet with wheat toast, no butter, please. It's gonna cost you the same, sweetie. Well, I don't. I, I'm not ready for my sweet yet. I'm in a savory mood, and I like well, a carb. Want to eat it. A carb in the morning. Yeah, you can have. Somebody can have it. Okay. Okay. Or Fair enough. Cottage cheese or tomatoes or hash browns or home fries or country we'll potatoes. Do the fruit. We'll do the fruit. Okay, the fruit. What kind of toast? Wheat. Wheat, please. Without butter. Thank you. Pretty girl. Do you know what you want? That's why I got. I was. Uh, I was just gonna order a spinach omelet too. What? Do you want to split? Because yeah, I, I might have to literally split, like leave here. Okay, then let's so you can finish the, it. Let's split the spinach omelet okay. before you split. All right. Wow, this How is a lot of pressure. Um, if you want to wait, I'll, I yeah, can come back. Yeah, take a few minutes. Okay. I'll take a menu, too. All right. I'm, so I won't put this order yet. Okay. You can put it in. You yeah, sure? go ahead. Yeah. You don't got to wait for well, me. I'm She's a, in a hurry. I'm a growing girl. Yeah. Ah, okay. Put okay. the order in. I'll, <laughs> I'll get to work. I just, all right. We all gotta work. So we're all about breaking rules here because we did have a rule that we would never have guests. I know. I feel kind of guilty, that, I, David. I, I feel like the park. I thought that wasn't a rule. Overpowering you. you were texting me about First how of you all, like. One of the problems with the show already is that I talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> now we just well, like quintuple the, the park's blathering. Yeah, but it's less you. I'm way worse right. than Richard. Really? No, now we've just like strong our Elizabeth, Parks family. Elizabeth can't get near a microphone without Hello. <laughs> I've also realized though. Didn't you give her a microphone for Christmas? Yes, Richard gave me a microphone no, for Christmas. Bring it. Caitlin gave you the microphone. Oh, sorry, for Christmas, Caitlin, you're right. It, Caitlin gave me the microphone. It was an idea that I brainstormed after you started listening to the Astro and saying, "Why don't I have a podcast? Why aren't no. you doing the Astro with no. me? Who's this David guy?" Okay, I didn't say why don't I have a podcast. I did make some constructive criticisms. <laughs> I also no, realized has to be in the frame because you're part of this. <laughs> it's the metaphor for how much we're gonna let you talk today. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All right, what are you I also realize that I think that I mostly like other people's microphones. The magic of the microphone. Oh, it's like two kids with a toy. It's like my best microphone moments are always at weddings and parties when there are mm. toasts involved, because it's all about the competition I... of standing up and dominating that shit. Wow. Like having the best speech. <laughs> well, usually Elizabeth grabs the mic, and then usually there's a longer cable. We have like three footers today, but usually there's like you know at least 25 feet to it, and so she'll walk away from whoever last had the microphone quickly. That's not true. This is a she a creates a physical space so that it's impossible to get it back from her. Total fic fiction. What are some of your most significant moments on mic? Should we just do like a top three? Yeah, I wanted yeah. to run down of like from your perspective. <laughs> So awful. I I was a hit at my brother-in-law's 40th birthday party last fall. I was I, I kind of saved the day. He, so because everyone was just roasting him and talking about how he farted all the time at a, at a birthday party. Well, it was his 40th. It was okay. kind of a BFD. Right. Got to have a mic for your 40th. <laughs> I mean, his mom <laughs> his mom threw the party. Okay. Come on. Yeah. Let's. So you can so, imagine how many mics there were. <laughs> so competition was a bunch of fart jokes, and you so got that's there. Not very stiff competition. <laughs> What? what did you do? What, what was the? Yeah, yeah. What was I, I, I spoke thoughtfully, and from the heart about Jason's contributions to our world, which are many. Started his career. He started some good companies. As a young man at Patagonia, mm, he's devoted his life to environmental uh, missions and greening our planet. He now runs the Sustainable Apparel Coalition as CEO, which is a non-governmental organization, as I understand it, that advises all the hugest companies in the world on labor everything from labor practices to sustainable materials, etc. So visit Patagonia.com, and when you check out, make sure to enter the offer code STRO. Come on. For a 10% off. No. I kind of want to move to Ventura and just I'm be so like sorry. a... Um, what is it called? You know the person who answers the phone? Beach bum? No. Receptionist? A receptionist of Patagonia. I think that's my journey in life. And a beach bum. See? I can collect shells in the morning and go answer the phones in the afternoon. Well, so was that number three or number one in the top three? It was just recent. I, I can't... The, the top three is a lot of pressure. I, I, there are a couple weddings I did okay at. Okay. 
Let's say there are a few hundred wedding attendees who uh, I mean, were pretty awestruck by my, you know. <laughs> what was, what's the greatest moment you've seen? You, I've seen Elizabeth yeah, do on mic? Yeah. No, mostly when Richard's there and I have a mic, he's like ridiculing me. Oh. You, Wasn't it Zawinda's 40th birthday? You won at our, so our sister's 40th birthday. Yeah, Richard so Zawinda's 40th birthday was a roast. And there was, was literally terrifying. like an MC, and he was just like riffing on like Vagisil all night, no, I remember. He was talking about like gang rapes. It was yeah, like, he was like really Yeah, insane. people were like going really hard, and that yeah. was, it was, I didn't realize what kind of a roast it was going to be. I, I guess I don't know what a roast table. is. I was yeah. so. No, we were at the horrified. same table with. Our cousin Rick and Debbie, um, our cousins Rick and Debbie, and then also uh, one of Zawinda's like oldest friends, her maybe her oldest friend. It was Anara and Jake. Oh, Anara. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I didn't and her know. husband, who is a comedy director of some note, by the way. <laughs> um, and so it was like obviously we're the siblings. We're gonna get up there at some point. But like the tone that was being set, I was like, I didn't prepare anything, of course. But I thought like. There's this one moment that happened that with me and Zawinda. Well, okay, maybe we didn't. I didn't know it was going to be a roast. So, no, first, first at some point, happened, we were like... Wait, first what happened was I got up first, and I no, start... Get, no, we got up together. Okay, we got up together. Yeah, we I, knew that we, okay. we wanted to support each other. And support our sister and yeah. her 40th birthday and the roast. And so I start talking, and my sister immediately goes, This is the same toast you gave at my wedding 15 years ago. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my God. And Richard, and like everyone's like, Boo, boo, boo. Is it true? Um, <laughs> I mean, the boxes are being loud at the Astro. <laughs> that's oh, nothing sorry. new. No, it's okay. Once they told me to be quiet. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, okay, so, I'll be quiet. So, okay, that happened. Uh, Elizabeth that was was, was t- speaking first, and I was, was not a top I was standing three there. And, and then at some point, I remember Richard Zawinda. saved the day. I remember Zawinda came over to you, and she started kind of like rubbing your back like this, like yeah, as if like, thanks, that was good. Me. She right. was heckling me, and so then she had to like. So then somehow I wrested the microphone away from Elizabeth. <laughs> And I, I remember having nothing prepared, but wanting to kind of like turn it into a more like heartfelt mm-hmm. uh, vibe in the room, which was tough. Um, <laughs> I started telling the story about when we were in France, when we were kids, I was like five, and Zawinda's eight years older than me. And so that's a big difference when you're five. Yeah. And she was a teenager, and um, we were staying in this country house that my grandmother lived in. My mother... My two sisters and, and my grandmother and I were all there. And this makes our upbringing sound so glamorous and continental. I know, it's strange. Our grandmother was living in this country house in the south our of France. Our upbringing was not that glamorous. It was not glamorous. Um, it was heartfelt. Yeah. But not glamorous. Okay, we'll get more into that later in the... Well, anyway, there was this big old dog, like this like country house dog on the property. Uh-huh. It wasn't that big. It was just like it was. Enormous. Only you remember five. the dog from The Sandlot, the movie The Sandlot? Yeah. It was that dog. Richard okay. was small. It was about, probably about 35 pounds. Right. Max. As I say, I was five. Uh, and the only French I knew was Je suis American. And the kids would make fun of me. Um, so I saw the dog. I was following Zawinda around. I probably all I could do was like follow people around at that point. But I just remember Zawinda like giving the dog like like a nice long pet. Just good doggy. You know, like yeah. And I was like, cool, I'm going to pet the dog now. Like that's what we're doing. And I reached out to pet it, and it immediately jumped up and bit me on the face. Oh, my God. Around the eye. Uh, So that's why your eyes have sockets, it turns out, so that when a dog bites your face when you're five, and you're in the the countryside of the south of France, it won't actually take the eye with it. Right. Rushed to the emergency room, held down on a table, pants taken down. The butt shot. Had to get a rabies shot in the batom, Mm. in the derriere, Mm. as they call it. I remember the needle. The needle was this long. It was was like a total medieval, you know, it was like French medicine was not, we're talking 1987. 1987. Yeah, exactly. So somehow I was going to make some lesson about, you know, like. was not chic yet. How I, you know, wanted to emulate Zawinda or whatever. There was like some nice story in there. I this is um, not how it was, was told. There was a spin on it. It was a good spin. It was like, because I love my sister. But the best, exactly. But the best moment that I remember while Wait, telling so that was that at some point I lost the thread of what I was saying. And it I sounds like paused. you're just telling a story about yourself getting bit by a dog. 
Yeah, because uh, everyone loved it. Because everyone loves Richard. Everyone did love it. and Everyone's like, boo, Elizabeth sucks. And they're like, Richard, The point yeah. that I want to get to is not that they loved it, but it was just like, I, I think that I did something great in the moment, which was that I, I lost the thread, and then I just, as a callback to what the dirty MC oh, wow. was. Oh, oh my goodness. So what is going on? We need to take a photo of that. David just got the most... It's a yogurt parfait. Mm -hmm. In, I would say... Almost, it's like an XL, you know, banana sundae cup, almost like reminiscent of a margarita. But with a, um, with a sprig it, of parsley sticking out of a strawberry that's it's, been As like, always, the frilly parsley <laughs> garnish is really making it. I don't think you could get a dish here without parsley garnish. There's a nice alternating motif of bananas and strawberries. Yeah. Is there a name for the style of cutting a strawberry? Just there probably is in France. We'll have to... I think it's out. called quarters. Quarters. But it's not quartered. It's still one piece. Oh, is it? It's just been sliced. Oh, it's like a floret. It's a tulip. Floret, yeah. Tulip, a tuliped strawberry. Okay, so the point is I lost the thread and... Much like this story. At some point just said Vagisil into the mic and that got, as I remember, the biggest laugh because like the guy kept on joking about Vagisil and I was like, I didn't know. I, I opened up with like, I didn't realize this was going to be like us like working blue all night, guys. Like, let's try to... You know, get back together. Let's regroup and like let's let's make it a it heartfelt vibe. It was the vibe. most insane roast <laughs> evening. It was so wild. Wow. Dave was really roasty. People were roasting Dave too. I yeah, mean, her husband. Poor Dave. So, anyway, <laughs> those, so that's our microphones. that's our family. And what do you want to know about David? How's your daughter? She's great. She's so cute. Where oh does she God. go to school? She goes to uh, Elliott Family School, preschool. Oh, cool. Down the road. Totally. Yeah. Chic. She's got one more year before him. It is chic. Well, it's like, chic. it's one of, you guys. <laughs> it's like hippie chic. I mean, I've, I've heard that it's chic. Oh, it's like Echo Park Craft Fair chic. I know some pretty It's chic. like the kids are allowed to strip down to their underwear at any point during the day if they want. So I sometimes just remember you go to pick up and when I like, went on my tour there, it was just like a lot of like barefoot. Yeah. So this yeah, is um, an Instagram I'm showing my sister of David's daughter, Faye, holding up a portrait that she made That's of David. Amazing Look drawing. at that portrait. Wow. The eyes are so real and the mouth. She really got the orifices nailed. Yeah. Nostrils. Well, it brings, it brings definition to the yeah, face in a uh, way that, like, a a portrait by someone so young normally doesn't. Yeah, it's a really good... I'm going to have it framed, I think. Oh, oh shit. She's good. Sorry. Wow. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Shut up. I kind of imagine that you guys would, like, interview me more if I came here. <laughs> just kidding. We're good. Yep. How are your children? You have children. He's well. He's at school at child. Mayberry. One child. Just one. How old? He is going to be seven on January 31st, mm. next week. Tomorrow, we are having a laser tag birthday party oh, that awesome. Uncle Richie will be attending. Awesome. It's a little bit terrifying. Why? Laser tag's great. Just because it's a dark well, and the kids are on their own. It's terrifying to me because, well, Turner's been begging for it for two years, ever since Cousin G, Zwanda's youngest, had a laser tag birthday party. But my husband and I suffer from like that white liberal thing about like guns and just like oh my god we're pointing things at other children yeah. i don't know that's violence yeah, you know yeah, and like yeah. we caved it'll be okay yeah he's so psyched i love laser tag i mean it's cool yeah it's really fun and i've never done it you're oh. about to liz do you have any uh, recommendations for good books on neoliberalism li oh that's a tough one um no i kind of swore off that shit Word. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm going back, okay. you know? I'm kind of retro. How much more time do we have with you today? What time is it? Oh, this is going really we slowly. We have a lot of time. Um, it's only 9.19. So probably like 10. Give All right, 10. let's get real. Um, conscious hip hop. <laughs> How did you know to say that? Did you just text that to him? We are one mind. Richard texted me this morning and was like, what should I talk about at Astro? And I was like, hip-hop. And he's like, like what? And I'm like, late 90s conscious hip-hop, duh. The best shit ever. So when we say late 90s conscious hip-hop, what artists are we talking about? What records? Give us some of the hit tracks. <laughs> well, I can't, I don't have enough time to do kind of a dissertation on late 90s conscious That's okay, I didn't ask for a dissertation. I just asked for some of the artists that you want to talk about. Well, I did rediscover one of my favorites from my youth. 
um, yesterday, which I couldn't believe I'd forgotten for so long, which is the group Black Alicious. Mm-hmm. Um, they have an album, Nia, which is really great. And the one after that, I'm blanking on the name of the album, but they do a track where they sample Harry Nilsson's Me and My Arrow. I mean, how can you beat that shit? It's like, crazy. That's the first movie I took Faye to see. Oh, my the, God. The point? Point? Yeah, the point. Yeah. The point. I took her to see it at Bob Baker. They have a screening of it. They have a screening oh, of it. Oh, man. It's great. I mean, she was too young. Do you know Brayden, our friend? Yeah. Yeah, he knows Brayden. I went to the, he invited See, me to you, the party last weekend. See, all you hip media dudes. See? I mean, I know him through that's you. Why, I did. Last week? Yeah. That's oh, why I came on the Astro, is I wanted to break the glass ceiling of hip media dudes and be wait, wait, wait. that chick. <laughs> why are, how are we hip media dudes? Because, oh, because we know Brayden. But I know Brayden because Rich. I met him at the... At the cookbook release party. They met at the Gorilla Tacos cookbook release party and they like hit it off in a big way. David works at KCRW. Sorry Mm -hmm. to blow up your spot. No. You've got a beard. You're wearing a plaid shirt. You've got a kid Mm. that goes to LA Family School. To me, that makes you... I drive a silver Prius. There you go. Hip media dude. Living in LA. Doing your thing. Doing my thing. And I'm just one of those white girls who listens to trap music. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there and there you have it. Nothing? I mean, I feel like that's why you're here. That's why I'm here. So, um, more hip hop. Sure. I I uh, recently this is I w- I wouldn't classify too short as exactly conscious. When you say conscious, I mean like woke. Um. Well, I mean rappers rap about th- like consciousness or like conscious albums or con- you know, it means. Oh, really? That's yeah. The as, word as, that comes up. Yeah, as opposed to gangsta or other styles. Mm. Oh, so it's, it is a genre. Ish. Uh-huh. Ish. Yeah. It's like, like think common, think, okay. um, you know, that first that early Black Eyed Peas album before Fergie joined. Um, that that was kind of groundbreaking. Yeah. Mid '90s. Why has it been on your mind recently? Because I've been self-conscious about how over the past year, suddenly I've just become like a trap addict. <laughs> and so I'm like, uh... I gotta, gotta go back to the roots. Yeah. Well, no pun intended. Yeah, yeah, no, I did not. The roots. Yeah. There you go. There you go, David. You know what's up. <laughs> not <to> accidentally <laughs> reference a band that is... <laughs> You know what's up. Um, I'm a hip. I'm a hip media dude. You're a hip media dude. You have to know this stuff. It's like a requirement. I'm sure they listen to this shit at KCRW. Liz, what have you been doing in your free time recently? So, other than listening to trap music, David, since I have to like crane my neck to get onto this mic, will you draw Elizabeth out a little bit? What do you mean? He's doing it. He's drawing me. Just do the follow-ups. What was um, the? Free what, time? Do you, what have you been doing? In your free, are you maybe just, so do you mean do you want me to just ask the same question that you just asked? Yes, <laughs> she didn't even answer no, the question. The next one. <laughs> Technically, okay, uh. I don't have free time because I own a business, serve on the executive board of the PTA, am in some groups at church, and am a mother and a wife. So I don't have free time, but occasionally I play hooky. Either I should do it more just because I want to, but mostly it's in times of crisis. I'm like, fuck, I can't go on. And then I just drive to the beach. Nice. Which is what I did yesterday. Nice. Just by yourself. Oh, yeah. And did you get good deal on the water? It was cold yesterday. Okay, so I'm glad that I'm having this opportunity to swear to you and to all the listeners of the Astro that I'm never going to drive around without my bathing suit and towel in the car from now on because every time I drive to the beach and I don't have it, I'm like, it's fucking cold today. Fuck this shit, whatever. I'm just going to go yeah. and like walk around. Then I get there and I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I can't get in the water. Look yeah. at that old man in the water. He's frolicking. Yeah. It's on my Instagram stories. Check it out. I I will just often go <laughs> at in collection my underwear, but I guess that's not really an option for you. Is um, it not? I mean, I've done it. Yeah. I've done it. Um, oh, Richard just passed me a note. I'm supposed to reveal to the listenership that I have recently signed up to drive Lyft. Whoa. Did you know that, David? I had no idea. Uh, it's eye-opening. I had a couple of really interesting Lyft rides recently, and it made me think, like, it would be fun to be on the other side of that. I really love it, and 
I'm actually bummed because I had to stay in bed. Part of the reason why I was in crisis is that I forced myself to stay in bed for two days this week because I've been sick for mm. two weeks. And lying in bed. By the way, should I be worried about splitting your spinach omelet? I Ooh, really think late. that I'm on the tail end of this. I really do. You're literally holding a fork. The, the last time I last time it. I rolled the dice on this on the podcast, it turned out okay. Well, I cut it in half, and then I only touched the part that was my half, and you're not... I'm eating my half. And you're eating your half, you so I think we're okay. So you're in bed for two days. Which is depressing. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I mean, for be. me. Yeah. If you're like... I don't know. For me, it's depressing. I mean, I tried to, and I'd done also Did two days. Did you consider having a Tom Hanks film festival in solidarity I with I watched the, I didn't know that Richard was a Tom Hanks fan. Uh, were you a fan before the but film I, fest? No, the, so this the, is what happened. On my way back from Michigan last week, I had downloaded some podcasts, including an episode of Desert Island Discs, which is a BBC, I think, radio show that's also podcasted, where the host interviews notable people about their Desert Island Playlist, and I happen to have Tom Hanks's episode, and I listened to the whole thing. Did he have I was good like, taste of music? I was like, you know what? This guy's That's great. Yeah, sure he does. He does. Yeah, he, he does. does. Yeah. Well, he had some interesting picks. Like, um, like what? He's like, like his first only pick- the soundtrack to Big. <laughs> I was going to say, only the soundtrack to Forrest Gump, which I've been thinking about recently because SZA talks about Forrest Gump in this song, Doves oh. in the Wind, which is mm. actually about what? pussy. Mm. Oh. <laughs> oh. There it is. Go listen, people. Kendrick Lamar cameo. Well, so he, I'll tell you that his playlist went from Dean Martin, Relaxez-Vous, to Mama Said Knock You Out by LL Cool J. Wow. Classic. How many songs do you get to pick? I can't remember if there's a specific number, but I think it was like six to eight or something like that. That's not very many. I had to do a playlist with just ten for another podcast, which shall remain unnamed. What? No, I can name it. I don't know. I don't know what the rules are here. There are no rules. There are no rules except no guests. Yeah. I love breaking rules. <laughs> I'm a rule breaker. Hell yeah. Yeah, but I had to limit myself to ten songs for a um, a playlist for the Unearthed Radio, which is my friend Gia's jewelry lines it's radio ra- podcast, which is just playlists of cool songs. Is Stop that even imitating legal? my hand motions. I don't know if it's I'm legal. I, I was being your so hype is there a podcast just I was like songs? You. I don't she, know. Check it out. I'm pretty sure she, that's legal. You can't just like, like play songs. I know. And next on the Astro, <laughs> all of Led Zeppelin Four. <laughs> okay, you guys. As, as a branded podcast for a jewelry line too, that's like an added layer of this like awesomeness and brazenness. Shout out wow, to uh, wow, wow, wow. Attacking the Unearthed Podcast. Bold, I was David. praising it. Bold. I literally said it was awesome. Oh, brazen. And brazen. Brazen. Okay, brazen. I like brazen. I so I had awesome. to start with, a, like, I had a page of, like, hand-scrawled notes with, like, a hundred songs. Wow. And you whittled it down to ten. I whittled it down. How many of them were trap songs? Zero. Wow. You just don't think the, the jewelry world is ready for that level of... I'm not ready to brand myself as a trap bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, I think you just did on the show. I think you just came out as a trap I know, bitch. but the thing is, is that I'm so much deeper than that, and I always start well, you off... you be with, multifaceted. You I don't know. have to be one well, thing. Okay, I'm multifaceted, okay? So I started that shit with Joan Baez to show everyone that I'm not just a trap bitch, okay? <laughs> and I was like... We're down with Joan, and we're trap bitches. Okay, we have to stop saying trap bitch because it's starting to feel offensive even to me. <laughs> this is the first I've ever heard the term. I just wanted to see what it was like to say it. And I'll probably never say it again. This is so funny. But I also put like, you know, Violet, the best whole song ever on mm. there. It was a women in music playlist oh, nice. that I did chronologically starting. Is that the one that starts, I went to school in Olympia? Yeah. No, it's start. No, no, no. <laughs> no. This is the first song on whatever whole record. Was. Live through this. Yeah, live through this. Yeah. No, no, it's like track. I forget what track number. So what it else? Is. What else was on the mix? Wait, so women in what? I was just like women. I don't yeah. know, like because sometimes I'm tired of listening to men. Yeah. Most of the time, actually. Yeah, I get that way too. I mean, except for you guys. Yeah. I'm working through my man hatred, one day at a time. <laughs> one man at a time. <laughs> <laughs> one day at a time, one man at a time. My poor husband. <sighs> well, what else? Yeah. He doesn't pay his dues, so. What does that mean? 
the DGA dudes to oh, get the, exactly. yeah. get the dope dope that. screeners. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You never told us what that movie was about. Oh, but I hate it when people tell me what movies are about. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to go in completely... When they tell you about what the movie's about before you've seen it? Yeah. Like Sully, for example. What's it going to be about? Well, you told me what well, it was about, like so then obvious. I didn't really want to watch it. Oh, you don't even want to know anything about the movie. I like knowing nothing. That's how I went into Phantom Thread. <clears throat> I don't know what that is. Oh, it's the new P.T. Anderson movie with Daniel Day-Lewis. It's Daniel oh. Day-Lewis's last performance. According to Daniel Day-Lewis? Yeah, because he's like, I've done it. He has kind of done it. How is he going to make his quillions, though? Like, pay for the, like, I'm lawn sure mowing his okay. mansion grounds or I'm whatever. I'm sure he's got, like, residuals, residuals or something. Plus, related to C.S. Lewis, those books sell. Is he really? I think wow. it's his grandfather. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That takes my that. impression he's of his... He's from a whole intellectual, artistic... That makes Patriarchal, British... He yeah. kind of is, like, represents the patriarchy, I feel like. A little bit. Sorry, DDL, if you're listening... Uh, you, I mean, he's, you're still welcome on the show. I, yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can still come on the I show. I don't think it's possible to offend that dude. I mean, did you see his There Will Be Blood? Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw that movie, yeah. What about I mean, it? I'm just saying, like, that's not a, that's not a fragile character right and there. I you? drink your milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that movie made a, a big impression on me. I think about yeah. it a lot, oddly. It's good. I'm also Paul Dano was great in that. Married to a, a Californian yeah. who may or may not be related to people that resemble that character mm. in some way, shape, or form. Just kidding. Don't quote me on that. Erase this. So this is not your first podcast. This is my first podcast my voice has been on. Right. So the, uh, your previous podcast appearance was just a... 10 songs that you submitted to a oh, branded jewelry podcast. I just want to make sure I understand. I, I kind of that. That right? There's actually zero speaking. It's just Ten. like playlists, copyright music. Just from put up on that's what, that's famous artists. <laughs> so, how do you know that? I, I guess it's you for could jewelry? simplify that. She doesn't do an intro where she's like, hey, check out my jewelry. Here's 10 songs. No, you just like go to her website and there's a page that's like unearthen podcast live and there's like a little and it says who contributed right curated she, like the gia does a lot of them herself but is she has it, a lot of guests is it a spotify play, playlist i don't know how she assembles it i think this way you're describing i think, I think what you're describing WB's... might not be a podcast oh. <laughs> i think it might just be like a playlist it's just an a embedded playlist thing? on a website yeah well i don't know well, we should, you should know, because this could be your first podcast appearance, and it's important to know these milestones in your life. I didn't I bring it in. Way, it's, it's the first that your voice is on, so that yeah, that's, is major. Yeah, there we go. I didn't bring it in, but I do have the podcast book that Caitlin gave me for Christmas in my tote bag in the car. I carry it around. You carry, the, you carry a podcast book around. Wow. It's really weird. I also, and this is the one moment in which you might need that book. I know, well, that's why I meant to bring it in. in. The podcast. I meant to bring it in. That's like, so I could that's refer like to the trying role. to build the plane in midair. What to do with dead air. Yeah. Chapter 17. <laughs> Hold on, enjoy this dead air while I read this yeah. section on how, what to do with dead air. Hold on, let me consult my podcast manual. I need to find my David so I can do this every week. Maybe David's your David. Maybe I should just leave. And you got, <laughs> should I leave? No. <laughs> oh, maybe David is my David. We could do a my spin-off. My husband just texted me <laughs> a, a screen grab about the movie we watched last night, which was amazing. Anchor Goes West. Uh, this is an unofficial advertisement for it. Check it out. It made me feel better about my life. That's great. Because um, it's really dark in an awesome way. Can we talk about something? Can we talk about how good, seriously, what? Bub and Grandma's bread is? I have a loaf sitting it on my counter so right now. It is so incredible. It is like the best bread that I've ever had. It is, but I also feel like... Part of why it's so good is because it's absurdly difficult to just get good bread. Yes. Like, you can't go to the grocery store and just get a good, decent loaf of bread that doesn't have no way. fewer than, like, 200 ingredients in it. And people talk about this a lot, and it's changing, but, like, Which is L.A. Insane, isn't it's the so biggest simple bread thing. town. Yeah. It's not good for bread. And they recently opened up this hip store in my neighborhood where I can get Bub and Grandma's. I and mean, it's like, sh- shouts to Nancy Silverton and La Brea Bakery. Well, yeah, yeah, but, like, that's, I'm not going to drive across town to get a loaf of bread. Like, you want to get <laughs> every week. Cookbook. That's what I'm saying, yeah. It opened up, it's like a walking distance to my house. So now I can walk there. Botanica's good for me because it's so close to me. Before Cookbook, it was, it's like... Absurd that you can't, I can't have like a loaf of good bread on my counter like every week. You gotta make it. But you know, I think that for me at least, like Bub and Grandma's at that price point is a luxury. You know, it's, it's not. Nine bucks it's for not. A loaf. Oh, really? That's a shit ton of money. But it's like the round loaf, the the big round. Yeah, yeah. so I got that at Botanica. This is a real Echo Park craft fair moment, guys. They had 
so in the basket, they had one whole loaf and another half loaf. Uh-huh. You can do half loaves. And it had placards for pricing for loaf and for ciabatta. And I was like, oh, to the lady behind the register, are you selling half loaves? And she was like, no, that's a ciabatta. And I was like, doesn't look like a ciabatta to me. And she was like, oh, I guess it is. Someone must have cut through it. Do you want to just get half? And I was like, yeah, thinking like, let's make a deal. And then it was six bucks plus tax. Really? Yeah, for a half Dude, loaf. You got and ripped I was, off. I know. You got, bread, you got scammed. But I, it was my first time Walk stepping right inside of Botanica since it was a liquor store. And uh-huh. so um, you were just bewildered I just wanted to go check like, it out. Uh, and I know. hit media dude <laughs> walking into Botanica like, oh, I want some bread. Look, we got some bread for you. Sorry, $6 I, for I half a loaf. I, that wasn't an invitation of you. I love you. <laughs> Richard was giving me Garfield eyes, <laughs> which was an expression he made up when oh, really? we were children to describe how I look at all times. It's the way Garfield looks at John. It's like when he narrows his eyes and he's like... And he's like dubious and like mm-hmm. kind of maybe a little bit Not the way mad. he looks at lasagna. That's, and that's, that's, just, no, no, no. that's just kind of me, Toto El Tiempo. <laughs> Garfield eyes. Mm. But I wanted to go in and check out Botanica because I know they're okay, like wait. your fam and all that really stuff. Really quick, really quick, really what? quick. Three fictional characters. Go, David. The and then I'm going to leave. David? Do you know like, your three fictional characters? My three? Like your self-identified three fictional yeah, characters. I, I did I them once. It's like a meme thing. I did, I, I did, um, I think I would need some Gene Wilder, uh, oh, interesting. Yeah, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Huh. Uh, okay. I did, I, I did Tom Doug, Selleck? the Nickelodeon cartoon. Uh-huh. Tom Selleck? And Doesn't he look like Tom Selleck? No, but that's it's not who no, but you it's look about like. Vibe. It's, it's oh, about who vibe. you embody spirit so, yeah, so it was definitely Gene mm. Wilder because he's kind of style icon in a way. Um, certainly hair icon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Doug. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh huh. Doug's good. I can't remember who my third was. Who do you think my third should be? I think it's important to mix it up, you know? So I think mine, I'm trying to remember mine. Mine were... Al Pacino was not one of them, <laughs> or he might have been. I know that I had on there like Molly. Hoo-ha! <laughs> That's what my husband calls me. Hoo-ha? No, he says that my spirit is Al Pacino instead of a woman. <laughs> like an old alcoholic veteran who yells at people. <laughs> He's like, I hate you. You aren't leaving, are you? Hoo-ha! <laughs> I guess that's me. <laughs> I hate you. Don't leave me. <laughs> no, but also I'm Molly, the American girl doll yes. from World War II. I don't know them I'm, specifically, but. Okay. Well, you need to know. Okay. All right. I this was been before once, they went public. Doll, this is before Mattel bought them. And it was for a, an adult's birthday party who was this doing is, it as a joke. Okay. You got to go back in time. Actually, you know what? I will gift you and your daughter the OG. American Girl used to be legit, okay? I mean. Thank you so much, Martha. You're welcome, Ben. Are we being too loud? No. Okay. Do you think it's it's a good like neoliberalistic? Uh, yeah, gift I was item in, in 2018. Well, I mean, I was into you know serving my country, rationing. You were um, as a, you were into rationing. I was just into the, the I was just into the silver dime like you got. You got a silver out dime. biscuits to your brother? No. Like <laughs> or silver penny, was it? Why would I have a silver penny? Elizabeth always rat. Yeah. Were you like Richard? There's a, we're, other, in the, we're in the first Gulf War here. You could only have one biscuit. Oh, do you know what characters? story I told on, on the show? I think last week. Yeah, I haven't listened to the last two episodes. Let's, let's recap. I told, last I told week. the Wrigley gum story. Oh God. Oh, yeah. That was one of. Were you, were you the one that ratted him out? Uh, yeah. Okay. She, well, was, she was the sister character in the story. Okay. I mean, I'm, there was a lot of like George Washington talk in our house growing up. Okay. Yeah, the cherry A lot tree. of pressure. Yeah. <laughs> George Washington. Well, it was like I cannot tell a lie. There's <laughs> a lot of pressure. There's a lot of moralizing. Okay, so no, it I wasn't a silver real- dime. It was a silver penny that you got with your American Girl thing, because in the war, at some point, there was a copper shortage because it was needed for like munitions or whatever and so they made these silver dimes and you got a silver dime that was like year 1943 and i thought it was the or no, sorry, silver penny. penny silver penny i keep silver. on saying dime why are you calling it silver it's fucking copper no 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 it wasn't copper oh it was a God. a silver looking metallic maybe it was stainless steel i think it was silver why would they make a silver penny that makes no sense because they needed the copper for the munitions all right, I can't think of my three fictional characters, but I'm going to call Rosie the Riveter. The sh- no, it wasn't all Americana based. I think it might have been Garfield, Al Pacino, and Molly. 
It's just horrifying. I like that one cartoon, one Al Pacino. <laughs> so awful. Who listens to trap music? Uh. All right, with that, I'm going to sign off here, guys. I've got to go sell some jeans. Okay. That's what I do. All right. For do you ever try to sell jeans to people in the lift? You should just be like, oh, guys, if you need a pair of jeans, I just have, like, a rack in the back. You like, know what? I should, That's a really good idea because I do have about, like, 15 pairs in my trunk right now. Just have a few, like, hanging on the window and be like, hey, guys, AKA you need some jeans. A.K.A. a trunk sale? Yeah. But, like, no, it's a backseat sale. Move over, Mrs. Lohman. <laughs> no, she was a real person. You know that, right? She used to drive around with furs in her trunk and actually... Is it related to Willie Loman, the salesman? I don't know what... You know what Loman says? Okay. I'm thinking of Willie Loman from Death of a Salesman. Is that where trunk sale comes from? We're not talking about Death of a Salesman. Okay. We're talking about the Loman family as in the store Lomans. I don't know that. I don't know that. When you talk about a Loman salesman, I think most people assume you're talking about the salesman. I'm going to do a whole podcast on sportswear and retail history. Great. Next week on the Astro. Fred Heyman. Spin-off. Elizabeth Takeover. Giorgio Beverly Hills. Collection comes to the Astro. Love you guys. All right, thanks All right. for coming. Enjoy your yogurt parfait. Thank you. David, second meeting. I feel like it went well. Yeah, it was great. Okay, yeah. so to be continued. Yeah, definitely. Bye, Liz. Love me. <laughs> I love you very much. <laughs> I love you. Bye. That was a nice surprise. Well, we've only been here for... Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's on the Astro. It. Yeah. I don't have any money. It's Richard's turn to pay anyway. It's so. on the Astro. Yeah. I've got to go lift for this meal. Okay. Bye. Um, so that was 41 minutes, but it felt like an eternity. <laughs> how do you feel about the first guest appearance? Good. How do you feel about the fact that I sprung that on you? Great. I love some. It was not planned. It was, it was planned in the moments of my, actually it all happened right here at this table and I was only here for like seven minutes. She lives right down the street and she was on her way out. She lives across the street from, uh, I meant to ask you about that. Huh. LA family school family. Oh, she does? Yeah. Also a podcaster. Oh, really? Shout out to Menage à Moi, podcast about female masturbation. <laughs> you serious? Yeah. And uh, she lives across the street from I think sister. we need to get some, like, non-coastal listeners, because this would be extremely interesting to them from a sociological point of view, <laughs> all of this stuff. Oh, yeah, it's uh, one of the preschool moms that I know. Yeah, I helped her with her female masturbation <laughs> podcast. This is all true. <laughs> she uh, lives across from the Lyft driver who has a fashion business. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, to our non-coastal listeners, sorry and thank you. By the way, I think that that's exactly the type of thing that I like to eat in the morning. Mm-hmm, yogurt too. and fruit and how is it? It's good. Try some. Is it a sweet yogurt? No. It, okay. I don't normally eat breakfast, it, but when like, I do, it's like something like this. It's hard to find a... Hmm. Nice. It's a th- nice, thick, sour, yeah. Yeah. fatty yogurt. That's mm-hmm. good. I love yogurt. Me too. I use so much of it, though. I don't. Should make it I was going to say, bread and yogurt are the two things that I am not making at home right now that I should. Uh, yeah, they're both easy to make. I know. I do far more complicated, like, yeah. home projects in the kitchen. I made some broccoli kimchi this week. Nice. Um, yeah. I think that every time you see me, which is once a week at <laughs> least, you should bring me a glass jar and I'll just like keep filling it with stuff. Did you eat the kimchi that I gave you? Yes, I did. How was it? It was delicious. Cool. Yeah. Good. Good, good, good. Katya ate a bunch of it too. Oh, was it not too spicy for her? It was not too spicy. Cool. It was great. I did a lot of stuff with it. I ate it, but then I also like chopped it up and threw it in this bowl of fried rice with lamb that I made. Ooh, that, was that really sounds good. good. Yeah, it was great. Was that a plan? You were like, I'm going to make lamb. No, I made. Fried rice. Why did I make lamb? I made a bunch of lamb. For some reason, we having people over, some sort of party situation, and then a couple nights later, a friend was coming over for dinner, and I got home late, and I was like, "What am I gonna do for dinner?" And so I was like, "I know, I'll just take this leftover lamb and make fried rice with it." Nice. I love a fried rice dinner. Did you make the rice for that meal? Yeah. Normally, I like to have day old rice because it absorbs it's, all the oil so and it crisps a little better, but I didn't have any rice, so. Okay. In theory, I think that those are two good reasons, but I think it's odd that. In, like, every recipe for fried rice or technique, it's like, first take day-old rice. And you're like, oh, man, i got to make rice. And yesterday. i got to make rice yesterday. Out, you know, yeah, and no. it's like, I usually no, I'm not am making the rice ri- for that fried day. rice from yeah. that day rice. I mean, but if you, if you make, like, a nice, like, short-grain rice, like, 
the right way. How do you make your rice in the instant pot? Probably. No. Have you been stove. using it since the? I used it last night. Cool. I have family so you, in town. You feel good with it now? I still get really scared when I like go to vent it. Yeah. It spooks me a little bit, but. I bet. Um, but you're completely healed at this point. Yeah, more or less. My skin's a little red in spots, but I'm pretty. I'm pretty good. I went in the sauna. Oh, you did? Yeah. And you didn't turn into like a leper. I did in not. There? Okay, I did good. That was great. Uh, somebody asked me how. I ran into how Julian your today. Doing. Julian Wass? Yeah. How's he doing? I, he's a fellow preschool dad. He's good. He asked me how I was doing. We had a talk about pressure cookers, and he's like, giving me his tips for what he does. Right. To, he's. I saw the Instant Pot for the first time at his house while we were had a fermenting date. <laughs> Another preschool dad. Oh, that's so great. I yeah. love it. Yeah, and... Um, yeah, we were talking about guy. the new dumpling shop that opened up in my neighborhood and how we want to go there. What's the new dumpling shop? Mason's Dumplings. They're made in San Gabriel and they truck them over to the shop. They really? look really, really good. But every time I try to go, they're not open yet. That's great. I had a pretty good Szechuan meal in the valley yesterday. Nice. Like in Valley Village, kind of. Oh, and then I went to Iliad Books. Have you ever been there? I think so. It's in North Hollywood, and it's it's got like the outside, the outside it's like, it's like frescoes. Yeah, exactly, and fake books. I have been there. It's by it's by the airport, right? By, by um, Bob Hope. Yeah, I guess it is. Or formerly yeah. the airport, formerly known as Bob Hope Airport. What is it called now? Hollywood something, I think. Hmm. They changed the name of the airport. I, I wrote a poem about that airport, and it was actually published. What? Would you like me to read it? Yes. <laughs> okay, I'm going to look it up. But uh, tell me more about it was okay that Elizabeth came on the show. and Yeah, it was great. I don't, I don't have strong feelings about the rules. I'm down to try it. I'm also not afraid to fail. I'm not saying it was a failure, but I also feel like we don't have any... Uh, standards or rules so we don't have any standards <laughs> <laughs> all right i wonder how hard this is going to be to find because oh there it is wow what, where was it published it was published in a now defunct um sort of flash fiction uh poetry publication online exclusive called ellie my <laughs> i don't even know how to pronounce it it was e-l-i-m-a-e ellie may LME. Yeah. Le when I took Le Latin, I was Le taught Le to pronounce the A-E at the end of a word as I. That's why I said it that uh. way. But there was no need to ever say it because I never spoke of it to anybody. It was only this like kind of community, I guess, of people online. You know, people who mostly... Read their own poetry on the sites that get published? I mean, some of the people, some of the names that I first saw on this website, I then like followed their work later later on like this guy Blake Butler for example he's the first time I saw his name was on this website I'm pretty sure um, I have to scroll through the archives to find it I'm on the page like, it must have been in 2008 we need to figure out your three fictional characters okay here it is are you ready mm -hmm. it's actually called Innes Merritt James Participant the Upper Right Cheek of the Face of the Bob Hope Expedition by Richard Parks. That's the name of the poem? Yeah, and it's, uh, and it's an epistolary poem. It's addressed to this guy in his Merritt James. I, Merritt James, you have been outfitted with the necessary instruments for ascertaining from a distance measured in shameful dog the landscape geography of the face of the Bob Hope. What of our search for shelter in the warm, fecund cavities of its upper right cheek? Dried fish are said to be found there, and tolerably plenty to sustain our group. Let us refresh the method of approach. I'm not going to keep reading this. That was the first paragraph. I think that's all I can do. So yeah, if you want to check out some of my <laughs> flash fiction. Oh, and the last line. This is good. May the upper right cheek of the face of the Bob Hope have mercy on our desperate souls. Wow. Somebody published that. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I didn't accept it. any money for it. You say that as if they offered you some when you turned it down. <laughs> I didn't suck that. I was like, this, this is just for the people. Like, please stop emailing us. <laughs> Why are you declining money we didn't offer you? Oh, Lord. But I don't think that the airport got mentioned, but I remember I was inspired to write that based on the Bob Hope Airport. I was going there a lot in those days. It's one of my favorite airports that I've ever, ever been to. 
It's a great airport. You know, it's also a great airport. I just flew to Long Beach last week. Also a great airport. It is. It's a little far away, but those small airports where there's like no terminals and you just like walk. Yeah. Down the outdoors, like outside to get to the thing. Right, Long Beach, you always go outside. And, yeah, and Bob Hope, too. Yeah. And the Long Beach Airport is the John Wayne. I had some drinks with some, um, with a funny airport bar crew. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, there's that bar right there. I haven't been there in a long time. It used to be when JetBlue first started, that was their only like LA area airport. Mm. Um, so I would drive down there. And I think I drove down there and flew to Burlington to take a bus to Montreal. That was like one of the easiest ways to get to college what were you doing there drinking at the airport i was on my way to park city utah I went oh to tell Sundance. us about yeah, yeah, that yeah. yeah it was great it was great i feel like you did you had some celeb sightings on main street i did see some main street celebrities i saw Polly shore <laughs> just you, sitting in a cafe well i liked you know, like, I did this thing where I was walking by, and I looked in the window, and I kind of was like, oh, shit, that's Polly Shore, to myself. And he, I think he saw me recognize him, and then, like, did a face at me, like, kind of just like, oh, no, would that guy recognize me? Like, what's going to happen now? And then I just kept walking. And then I was with my cousin, or my brother-in-law, Matthew, who's 19, and I was like, dude, I just saw Polly Shore. And he said, who's she? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but, I mean, also, Matthew was in a movie with a, some celebrities, so... We went to the after party and, and uh, talked to them. And How was the movie? It was great. It was really good. You should go see it. I don't know when it's coming out, but it's called Puzzle. Um, I can't remember the name of the actors that are in it. They're famous. And uh, um, the, the boy, one of the sons, it was the son from Brad Status. From what? Brad Status. Did you see that? No. Um, anyway. It was great, and they brought Matthew up on stage. And oh. Matthew's scene in the movie is so good. Um, it's a, it's about this woman who is sort of like a stay-at-home mom who's not that happy with her life, and she discovers that she loves puzzles, and she sort of meets this man, and they enter a jigsaw puzzle competition together. And so she starts, she lives in like, I think Connecticut, so she's taking the train to Manhattan to practice with this man, their puzzles. And, and she's like a dev, devout Catholic and like a, you know, has served, she has two sons and has basically spent her life serving the men in her life. And at one point she's on the subway to go to this puzzle practice and she's seen this, sees this blind busker on the subway singing Ave Maria and it's my cousin Matthew and he's an opera singer, he's an amazing voice and so he's singing Ave Maria in his opera voice and it's like kind of this turning point in the movie and like, we were there for like a day and a half after the movie premiere and everywhere we would go people would be like oh my god I loved you in in the movie and like this like women wanted to touch his hair and at one point these two older women came up to us and they were like we saw you in the movie and they're like when you were on stage after in the Q&A you were smiling and I just felt like you were smiling right at me <laughs> <laughs> that's great then, that, was that then, fun for him did he like that yeah I think he totally liked it yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and then there was also like some tragedy, but it wasn't really a tragedy. But it was like a roller coaster of events. Um, what happened? So the way it works is you buy tickets to the movie. We were actually able to get a lot of tickets to stuff and see a bunch of movies, even though we, d we didn't have badges or passes or anything. We just had tickets to see the movie he was in and to right. after party. And the t to see a movie, 25 bucks. So we paid 50 bucks to see this movie. But if you get there 15 minutes after, before, so you have to get to the movie 15 minutes before it starts. And if you're any later than 15 minutes and you don't get into the movie, you don't get your money back. And we got there a little late because there was no shuttle. We had to walk. And we didn't get into this movie, which I was just like, you know, we paid 50 bucks to see this movie. And we're not even going to get in. We don't get a refund. And I was like feeling annoyed about that. And then there was this like group of people that knew some director and they like finagled their way in. And, you know, I just felt like so slighted. And like that stuff just like gets to you, you know, where you just like feel like you're literally tossed out in the cold, it's like 11 degrees and like you don't get into this thing that you actually have tickets for because someone else knows someone and you're just like and I was really frustrated and like annoyed and bummed and it was like the last movie we were going to be able to see because we had to get on the plane that night and so then we were like alright, what are we going to do and I had seen a friend at a previous movie and the thing that, that Matthew really wanted to do above all else was to go into the virtual reality stuff because mm -hmm. he just got a grant 
right. to develop virtual reality for the blind. And he wanted to talk to some developers and like make connections and like, and we couldn't get into that stuff because we just didn't have tickets and we tried to get on the wait list and we were like two people ahead of us got in on the wait list and we were, we just, yeah. and I felt bad about that. And so I was like, well, look, and so we saw a friend of mine and he was like, oh, one of my friends has a VR exhibition here. I can, she can totally get you in after the movie because we were both going to see that same movie, but we didn't get in and he did. Right. So then I emailed immediately hoping I could get him to answer. He the, did get in. He did get in. He had a press pass. And so uh, I was like, hey, can you tell us your friend's name so we can run over to the VR during this movie, which we didn't get into? And he didn't respond because he was watching. He's the in movie. a movie. Yeah. And I was like, so we're out in the cold. We have a few hours before we get on a plane. I'm feeling shitty. We go to the bus stop. We're standing under one of these heaters. And Matthew starts feeling the heater. I wasn't paying attention and he reached up and he burned his fingers on this heater. Oh. Which is really bad for him because that's how he reads with his fingers. Oh. And he's, in, he's a freshman in college and he has to do all the studying and reading, you know, and it was just like really... Oh, so he was just trying to warm his hands? but he... No, he didn't know it was a heater. Oh, and he did, he did he didn't register before he got, he just touched, it was one of those like vertical, you know, gas oh, heaters. that's so awful. And then it just made everything worse and then we had to like go find, get cold water and put on it. And so then we had to go into the library. So the screening was at the library. And so we're literally in the bathroom, and he's running cold water over his burnt fingers, and we can hear all these people cheering in the movie above us that we didn't get oh, into. And no. it was just like, oh my gosh. I was just like so down about it all. But then I kept saying to myself, like, look, you're at Sundance. You had this amazing experience. You got to see a bunch of movies. Like, get your shit together, Weinberg. Like, be happy with what you want. Be grateful. You know, but I still couldn't just like not let that affect me. Well, it was just the last few hours of your time there. Yeah. And so, so his burns weren't so bad. They weren't like instant pot. No, burns. no, no. They weren't instant pot. So we went, we found a CVS. We got some rubbing alcohol and some cotton, put it on there. As we're sitting there with the cotton, my friend emails me and he says, my friends can get you into the thing if you go over there right now. And I was like, great, let's go right now. We go over there. She gets us in. We do the virtual reality. It's amazing. She introduces us to all these developers who are there. He, Matthew makes all these connections, meets all these people. They're like in love with him. They're like hearing all about his ideas and how cool they are, and they're like in awe of him because he's 19 and he's like kind of brilliant. That's oh, so and, great. And then we, um, and then like this woman. So there was this, there was this erotic virtual reality called Dick Girl, and um, this woman was like so into Matthew. She was like, and she had this like kind of husky voice, and she was like. Can I put my finger through your hair? Because Matthew has like a big <laughs> sort of red fro. Hair? He's a red fro. Okay. Yeah, like a bright red fro. And um, and then she was like, she wanted him to do Dick Girl. And I was like, well, you know, he can't really. And she, I was like, she was like, why don't I narrate it for him? And I was like, okay. And I like made it, I kind of like pushed I was like, hey, what did you do? Go. And so you two like, go have fun. Yeah, I like <laughs> let him narrate the erotic virtual reality. Um, and then we got in a lift and, and went home. I took him to the airport and. He was at a different gate, and I went to my gate. And shout out to Davy Rothbard. He saved the day. Seriously. Oh, it was Davy Rothbard. Yeah, he saved the day. Got us in, and um, nice. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. That sounds. And to Jen, I can't pronounce her last name. Zr, who did uh, secure the virtual reality Jen, thing. Yeah. <laughs> I can. I'll. I'll correct. I'll be sure to correct it. She's one of the, the VR yeah, but, um, developers? Yeah. In the end, it was... Uh, oh, and also, so she was sneaking us in the back door to get in there, and I was just thinking, like, I just was so furious at these people who, like, got snuck into this thing when we couldn't get in, and yeah. now, like, two hours later, like, I'm being snuck in because I know someone who knows someone, and it's just, like, totally, like... <laughs> you know, like, reverse Who was karma. watching you get snuck in? I mean, I don't think... They're like, damn it. I don't think we, like... Even that guy's getting... <laughs> I don't think we, like, um, anyone got bumped. It was just yeah. a room with a bunch of exhibits, so... It wasn't exactly the same, but it did sort of strike me as, like, ironic. That what I, was the best movie you saw? Say Puzzle. Probably Puzzle. <laughs> probably Puzzle. We're promoting Puzzle today. I saw three movies and two TV show debuts. Do you want to go back to Sundance? I would love to. I mean, I love film festivals. I love yeah. cramming my brain with tons of movies. Yeah, And just too. partying at night with a bunch of cool people. And right. Like, Smart people and was like the people were very fun? successful. It was really fun. Matthew sang at the party. He sang Ave Maria. Really? Yeah. That's so sweet. Yeah. Was that was, planned or? They asked him if he would. Yeah. That's so great. And he was like, of course. And then there was other Swedish singer who did like the closing song and she'd sang too at the party. Well, so you chaperoned him well. Just a few minor burns. <laughs> just a few. And he's okay. And he, he can still read. And uh, some lightly fondled hair. <laughs> yeah. But a, a few good stories too. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. But the other movie I saw that was great was Damsel, which is this Western. I Give it to me in 40 seconds. It's a Western. It's great. Go see it. I don't know. I saw a really harrowing documentary about modern-day slavery in Hungary. It was like a what was that called? 
a woman captured. It was really dark and intense. Um, Did you hear about any other movies that are really, really good that we should try to see? Yeah, but I don't remember the names of them. Well, this has been our Sundance recap. <laughs> yeah. Um, and our first guest. Our first guest. Yeah. Episode 9, I believe? Yeah. I wanted to wait till 10 to give you a surprise, but happy well, birthday, David. Again, t- <laughs> happy birthday. My birthday is no, It was David's December. birthday in December. We've talked about it a lot on the podcast. He's 36. <laughs> <laughs>